Boys, welcome back. Episode 71 of the Review Podcast. We are here. It is Thursday night. Tom Wilson's a bitch. I'm with Seth. Seth, how's it going? I'm fine. I am annoyed, to say the least, about the NHL and everything that they have decided is acceptable to do. But other than that, we're chilling. Yeah, likewise. Um, we're we're recording this episode basically after, and I'm glad we're recording it now because we could have recorded it last night. We could have recorded it the night before. Like there are opportunities for us to jump, you know, to throw our hat in the ring and say, hey, this is our take on everything. And I'm glad that we waited until now because it feels like the crescendo has just happened. And to quote myself from up all night, we've come full circle on the issue. Um We'll get into all of that, but I'm glad we're recording it now because I'm ready to tear into so many different things and so many different people. Um, So, yeah, but before we before we expose the NHL for the next, you know, how many ever minutes, hour, hours, whatever. How's it going? We're good. I mean, I just I had one of the longest, most miserable drives I've ever had in my entire life. Route one was backed up from Chelsea High School, really before Chelsea High School, all the way to where it splits off into Route one and I-95 in like Danvers. Yeah, it was insanity. And for no reason, there wasn't an accident. There wasn't any road work. There were signs saying road work ahead, but the road work never materialized. So there was there there was no road work ahead. (laughs) Yeah, it was there was no reason for it. And so it was just a really, really long drive. Um, but we're, we're doing good. Nice. Nice. Um, I heard that you, I heard from you, a source, uh, source yourself that, that you're dealing with a little bit of an injury right now. Yeah. So I, um, I've been dealing with an injury for the past couple of months. Um, we knew that there was something up with my shoulder. I've been playing. So I guess backstory, I don't know that we ever mentioned it on the pod. I was playing club baseball at BU, we got through tryouts just fine, got through the first week of practice feeling a little bit, you know, not great, but, you know, good enough that I was still throwing. And then on, I think it was the, it was either the week after tryouts or the week after that, one of the two, um, I would throw the ball and my entire shoulder would like pop and crack and it would feel like it was going to fall off. And it was like, some of the worst pain I'd ever felt. Mm -hmm. So I basically just stopped throwing. We set up an appointment with the athletic trainers, did all sorts of stuff, got an MRI on Sunday. And as it turns out, I have a torn labrum. So we are seeing a surgeon on Tuesday in the late morning, um, you know, to see what the next steps are, but likely, would require surgery depending on you know we're, we're under the assumption right now that any pain in my shoulder is being caused by the labrum tear yeah uh, but it was what's funny about it is it's not a labrum tear that you would associate with throwing or like a pitcher's labrum tear it's actually a labrum tear that's associated with dislocation so what mm. this means is that freshman year playing football at pingree jack van Tyle tore my labrum nice yeah. So <laughs> I, apparently I've just been living with a torn labrum for the past six years, five and a half years and had no idea because it didn't get worse until last spring when I, I was playing basketball and I swatted down on the ball and the person came up 
And I think that that torque on the shoulder just tore it that little bit extra that caused it to be so torn that I uh, started feeling it when I was playing baseball. Nice. So you can't, you can still swing. You told me. Yes. So I'm still able to um, swing. Like I've been, whenever we would do small little hitting drills, we, um, I would still be able to do hitting. Um, I literally the other day I set up a tee in the backyard and I was hitting off the tee. Um, so like I'm still until that day where I could potentially have surgery, I'm still able to like swing. I'm still able to play golf, do whatever the heck I want. It's just really all of the motion that hurts is kind of like above 90 degrees. So if if you were to hold your arm out perpendicular to your body, anything above that really. And I mean, it's like, I can move it above it a little bit, but like anything really high above that, that's where most of the pain is. Nice. That sucks, but at least it's not, could be worse. Sounds. Right. Yeah. I mean, it could be like a torn rotator cuff, which would be a really long time or like Tommy John surgery, which would be even longer. So, yeah. or, you know, the torn motivator like Tom Wilson had last night that that took him out of the game early. Yeah. The uh, the torn. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a phenomenal segue is, into what I'm is the kidding. only topic of the episode is Tom fucking Wilson. I don't even know where to start. I think we should start with like a background of what happened because shit went down. So this is from my understanding of it. I don't watch every Washington Capitals game. I did watch last night. I think a lot of hockey fans were watching last night. But Monday night, um, the Rangers played the Capitals in Madison Square Garden. And um, for those of listeners of ours who aren't huge hockey fans and don't really know Tom Wilson – Um, Because I know there are some people who aren't like big on hockey or whatever. I'll give you the background. Tom Wilson is um, is to hockey what. God, Draymond Green is to basketball and then multiply it. I'm trying to think of like an equivalent meta world piece. Um, (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's he's more of a. Vontez perfect to the NFL. Yes, Von, I would say Vontez perfect is a better example because Draymond's never like Draymond will get physical and Draymond will, you know, chirp you and get up in your grill. But Draymond has never like attacked a person. He's never tried. He's like to a, a, a Vontez perfect. Yeah. Tom Wilson is to hockey what Vontez perfect is to the NFL. Yes. And then you can go down the list of like dirty NFL player, dirty player. Like, I'm just going to say it, dirty player. And the way that the NHL has been kind of moving in the past few years, I guess the last decade now is away from that type of player. So while fighting is still very much legal in hockey, you know, hits are are not as common. Big hits are not as common. Physical play is not as common. It's becoming a faster, younger, more versatile, um, kind of a more skillful game. Whereas if you look at hockey in like the early 2000s, especially, it was a big hitting, you know, size mattered. Size doesn't really matter now. You look at like the better players in the NHL, Marchand, Goudreau, um, Skinner, uh, Panarin. They're all smaller guys. Uh so the game's been been changing, and that's kind of put these goons, so to speak, they call them the gladiators, put them out of a job. There's really no room anymore for these types of players in the NHL, unless, of course, they've adapted to the new, you know, score goals, put points up, 
put the puck on net kind of play that uh, that the NHL is kind of promoting its players to play like. Tom Wilson, much to his credit, kind of adapted to that very well um, and managed to get himself on a line with the NHL's greatest goal scorer while at the same time being this goon and being this this aggressive, hard hitting, scrappy player was also able to manage himself a pretty nice career. And it still is managing himself a nice career as a playmaker as a goal scorer. And obviously he's not, no, you don't think Tom Wilson goal scorer. Like you, you think of Tom. Well, Wilson. don't tell that to uh, Washington's Twitter. Who yeah, is it? <laughs> that weird trend that has been going around that I'm like, I'm not full on like old man, like get off my lawn on this one, but it's, it's one that I find to be like, I mean, you know, we've had better ones before, but basically they did the whole like uh, the bracket thing where it like separates the image out. And the top one was like, I forget what the middle one was that really annoying, like crying meme face thing where and it says rent free. And then the bottom part was best goal scorer in the league, which my roommate in college who is a caps fan said was a response to the Bruins doing something similar and saying that about pasta. So whatever there, but you know, they consider him that, you know, they claim that he's the, the the fact that they put that up when they have Alex Ovechkin, Ovechkin. like, like it'd be different if it was like Buffalo or something. But like, <laughs> like, like I, I, I would find it to be like, let's get it's a stupid statement no matter what team you are. Right. Because Tom Wilson isn't even close to being the best goal scorer in the league. Dude's broken 20 goals once in his entire career or sorry, yeah. twice his entire career, never broken 30. Right. right? So. Like this man is nowhere near being one of the best goal scorers in the league. But you also can't say that when you literally have the best goal scorer of our lifetime. Of, of probably league history, I'd go as far to say. I don't know. I I don't. I'm not here to have that debate right now because we have bigger things to discuss. But did I think, Wayne Gretzky ever lift the puck? Mike Bossy. <laughs> Mike Bossy <laughs> is a greater goal scorer than. Of course, Wayne. you would say that. <laughs> but he is. Have you ever actually seen Mike Bossy highlights or Mike Bossy? Yes. This He's man a great is player. Unreal. Have you ever actually heard his name floated around in a legitimate best goal scorer of all time conversation? No. <laughs> I don't know how many legitimate best goal scorer of all time. It's Ovechkin, and it's not even close. And I hate Ovechkin. I hate his guts, but it's him. Like, as someone who has played hockey, studied hockey, watches hockey, is a fan of hockey, it's him. It it, it just is. So he, it, I think he's he's the best player, one of the best players of all time. Alex Ovechkin has 730 goals in 1,200 games. Mike Bossy had 573 goals in 752 games. Okay, but... He played 500... Playing in the 80s for the Islanders is so different than playing in this generation for the Capitals. It just is. The game completely changed. Look at the goalies back then. They never went down. I would have said if I played, I would have had 700 career goals in the 80s. The goalies never went down. Never. They never went down. You I could mean, slide the puck on the ice and it'd go in the fucking net and you could do that all day long. The goalies nowadays, and they're making goal scoring like harder too. 
the NHL. I know that they're like expanding. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Pads thinner. The goalies are just better. Mike Bossy's last year in the NHL, he had 38 goals. Every year up until then, the lowest was 51. This dude in his rookie year scored 53 goals. Right. Tell me how many of them he, he raised the puck in. Probably like 10%, not even. You just didn't need to raise the puck back then. You just didn't. I've never even seen a highlight where someone raised the puck from back then. I don't know, man. I feel like the great goal scorers always find a way. Slide the fucking thing on the ice all day and you'd be a goal. <laughs> anyway, that's to, we'll have that debate next episode. We're having that fucking debate. Just give me time to prepare. So that's who Tom Wilson is. Long-winded way of saying that he's a bum. So, you know, just have in your mind that this is not the cleanest of players when I tell you what has happened this week. So... The Rangers play the Capitals in Madison Square Garden on Monday night. Little scrum in front of the net. I don't know all the details. I wasn't watching the game. I've just seen the highlight like everyone's seen. The clip went viral on Instagram and Twitter. Um, There is a scrum that breaks out in in front of the net. Pretty common in hockey, especially right in front of the net. Tom Wilson's involved. Pavel Buchnevich um, gets like face throttled by Tom Wilson down to the ice. And Wilson's kind of like holding his head down there and gives him a few jabs while he's down on the ice. He also had his stick up against Buchnevich's throat. Yeah. yeah. Like Buchnevich was not moving. He was as stiff as a board. Right. So um, so Tom Wilson is at this point like smothering Buchnevich's head onto the ice. And grant you, he's face first on the ice and he's just been pile drived face first into the ice. These guys don't wear cages. That fucking hurts. Like if that happened in like a in like a high school game that I would play in, we wear cages in high school. That would still hurt. You're going head first onto a very hard ice surface with someone else's body weight on top of your neck. That would hurt. So he's holding him down. So at that point, I believe Panarin and another Ranger player kind of jump in to get, to get Wilson off of him. I don't know who the other Ranger player was. I can go back and look at the thing, but there were two of them. Um, and then a kind of a side scrum breaks out from there. Somehow Panarin's helmet comes off in the scrum. I think Wilson like ripped it off or it just came off or something. Um, and then Tom Wilson ragdolls Artemi Panarin onto the ice like multiple times. And bashes his head into the ice with no helmet on. So Buchnevich had a helmet on at least. I mean, I know it's like whatever, like to say that he had a helmet on. Great. His head was still getting bashed into the ice. Panarin didn't even have a helmet on. You want to talk about like in the NFL, oh, targeting's a big issue or whatever. Like how about when a hockey player just grabs another hockey player helmetless and slams his head into the ice? So egregious, so ridiculous. So, so you're, you're sitting here hearing the story for the first time, if that's you saying to yourself, wow, like that's crazy. Uh, that's insane that Tom Wilson even did that. That's so dangerous for the game of hockey. I wonder how many games he got suspended. Yeah. The rest of us are fucking wondering that too. Where the fuck was the NHL player safety department on this one? They fined him $5,000. What? What a joke. What a pathetic 
fucking league. I've said this a million times. The NHL doesn't give a fuck about its players. Charlie McAvoy got boarded from behind in the bubble last year. Not even a fucking penalty on the play, let alone a suspension. Who the fuck runs the NHL player safety department? George Peros. That guy was a fucking bum. He used to play for the Ducks and get into like a I think he led the league in PIMS one year. That guy's determining when players get suspended and not suspended. What a fucking joke. That'd be like having OJ Simpson become a trial judge. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> what are we fucking doing? What a joke of a league that this is. Pathetic. The fact that Tom Wilson was able to step on the ice last night. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. If I see Tom Wilson, I'm fucking him up. I swear to God, I hate that guy so much. What a joke of a league this is. Joke of a league. I mean, time is up again. I feel like this podcast was in the 2019 Bruins Cup run was founded on the belief that the NHL player safety department sucks complete cock. We called them episode six and left a message and told them to get their shit together. That was two years ago, like two years ago yesterday, I think it was. I got the memory on my Snapchat. Two years later, Thursday, May 6, 2021, things have gotten vastly worse for us, for the NHL fandom kingdom, whatever, for the NHL, for the players, everything. What a joke. What a joke. But it doesn't stop there, people. It doesn't stop there. So as we all expected, the Rangers and the Capitals play last night for the first time since Tom Wilson did this fucking bullshit to Panarin and to Buchnevich, and for the first time since he got fined and not suspended, meaning he's able to play in the game. Unwritten rule in hockey, you, you in, in all of sports too, but especially in hockey, you stand up for your teammates in a time like this. So the chance was not really there for the Rangers to kind of retaliate, so to speak, during the game on Monday night because of all the hell that broke loose. So you knew that coming into this game, especially after Wilson didn't get suspended, Tom Wilson's on the ice for this game. You knew that shit was about to go down. Opening faceoff, line brawl. Love to see it. All three forwards drop their gloves and just start throwing haymakers at each other. I know I saw a lot of people on Twitter were like, this is horrible for the game. Explain to me how this is horrible for the game. A bunch of teammates sticking up for their two other teammates who just got their faces mashed into the ice and the guy who did it didn't get suspended. How is this horrible for the game? I loved it. I loved it. Three fights happen on the first shift. We haven't even played a second of hockey. Three fights. How many penalty minutes is that? Um, two times. It's 30. It's 30 penalty 30 minutes. Penalty, plus, 30 plus, penalty minutes in the first second. Plus instigators, depending on if they gave them. Yeah. 10-minute misconduct. And there were a lot of those last night. So you have that line brawl. A minimum of 30, 30 penalty minutes before uh, the puck was really even dropped. They dropped it, fought like one second off the clock. Then Tom Wilson steps on the ice next shift. He goes at it with Brendan Smith. Then Lars Eller is fighting someone else. I don't even know. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, you love to see it. Just like the box was packed like a fucking can of sardines. Uh, both sides. At the end of the first period, there was 100 penalty minutes. 100 penalty minutes. There's 60 minutes in a game. 100 penalty minutes in the first 20 minutes of this hockey game last night. Unreal. So my final thing, my final, the, the final aspect of the whole, you know, background story of what happened. Pavel Buchnevich, the guy who got his face mashed in by Tom Wilson on Monday, last night went up to Anthony Mantha and kind of cross-checked him in the face. Dirty play, I'll admit it was. 
goes up to him, cross checks him in the face. I think he got more glove than he did stick. Whatever, we'll have did, that. Did bleed? Um, end up bleeding though. He was great. Oh, oh. so he goes up to him and he gets a penalty for that. Um, and and he also ended up getting a ten minute misconduct for something else he did to Tom Wilson that night. Um, at a different point in the game. So you know whatever comes and goes. The uh, the NHL fines the Rangers two hundred and fifty thousand dollars today for coming out and you know expressing frustration that the league did not suspend Tom Wilson further or did not punish him further. He didn't get any suspension. They wanted him to get suspended. They wanted a further punishment, especially for a repeat offender. Um, and then just when you thought shit couldn't get more backwards with this league, Pavel Buchnevich gets suspended for a game for doing for cross checking Anthony Mantha last night. What kind of fucking backwards world is this in the NHL right now? You've got to be shitting me. I'm actually upset at this because it's happened to the Bruins before where Tom Wilson has fucked somebody up and not gotten suspended, where there's been dirty, cheap plays on his end, on the end of the fucking Washington Capitals, and the league doesn't give a shit. The league is definitely sticking it to the Rangers right now for coming out and making that statement. You you can't convince me that they aren't. You can't convince me that they aren't. After they don't suspend Tom Wilson, and they're basically saying that, that they condone this type of violence on the on the ice, basically, is what the NHL. That's the message that that pussy George Peros is putting out is that they condone this type of violence. So all hell breaks loose in a game where it really shouldn't have. You don't have these line brawls. You don't have these misconducts. You don't have 100 penalty minutes in one period. If you suspend Tom Wilson, you just don't. Maybe you have a fight here and there for like a retaliatory. All right. Like, you know, I've got to do this. Like players talk about that all the time where like they're on the same page with the guy on the other team. Say, look. You know, I've got to do this. I don't want to hurt anybody, but like I have to do this to back my team, to back my guy. You would not have had the chaos that you had last night had the NHL made the right decision. They make the wrong decision and look what happens. More players are in danger. I think every single player who plays against Tom Wilson now is in danger when he's on the ice. It's an absolute joke. The league is just sticking it to the New York Rangers because they came out and didn't back the league. You know, like 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 it's every organization's duty to come out and say that every call that's made, that every decision that's made by the league is a good one. Like we're just going to support what you do blindly. Is that what the NHL expects? And then the second someone speaks out about it, they're going to fucking punish them by suspending a player who just got his face literally smashed into the ice two nights ago. What kind of precedent is this league setting? Fucking pathetic, corrupt league, joke league. I'm fucking pissed. I mean, the crazy thing about it, too, is the Rangers don't have anything left to play for. Like, the Rangers are better off losing as many games as they can now, right? Because they're out of the playoffs. So what? What the best option for them is to just get as far up in the lottery as they possibly can. At this point, right? Because, you know, there's nothing else for them to play for. And, you know, you watch this happen and it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think Joe Thornton got fined like $11,000 or something for um, an interference call earlier in the season. So you can get fined more because that's the thing with Tom Wilson. We say only $5,000. That's the maximum allowable fine. They gave him, yeah. him as much of a fine as they were allowed to. 
Which is insanity. A roughing call should allow for a much heftier fine. Meanwhile, Joe Thornton got fined. I mean, I'll find the exact number, but he got fined more than that. Yeah. And which is just, it's insanity. Like, I don't understand how you can justify it. And then, of course, like, I want to start a GoFundMe for the New York Rangers. I want fans so to pay sure. the $250,000 fine. They like, should. Literally. This and we're in a tough spot because we're playing them the next two games. And I got flack for this a few years ago. I went to the New York Rangers playoff game when the Bruins were knocked out of the playoffs that one year. Um, or not even they weren't even in the playoffs, they missed the playoffs 2016. Um, and I went to the New York Rangers game and I wore a Rangers jersey. And my old lacrosse coach, who also listens to the podcast, um, comments on my Instagram post and was like, You never wear another team's jersey or whatever. Like, fuck that. Um, so E, if you're listening, this one's for you. Uh we're playing them tonight, so I'm not going to put the jersey on, but I brought it with me just because I stand with the New York Rangers a million percent. I hate Buchnevich. I'm on Buchnevich's side. Fuck Panarin. I hated him in Columbus. I'm on their side. So I have the jersey with me as a peace offering to New York Rangers fans. I know that we don't always get along, the TBR podcast and like New York sports fans, Seth, but you know, like as a Bruins fan and as a hockey fan, I fucking feel for you on this one because this is bullshit. So I have my jersey. I was incorrect. It was it was a three thousand dollar fine, but it looks like the most you can get. Period is five thousand. But here's the here's the yeah, other crazy the thing, seat, and this yeah. is what pissed me off more. People were saying that the reason why he didn't get suspended was because his prior offenses don't come into account because of how long it's been since they occurred, because the way the CBA works, you're no longer a repeat offender. If it's been X amount of time since your last suspension, he got, he got suspended seven games this season for hitting Brandon Carlo. He's literally already been suspended for making a dirty play this season, and they decided that him slamming Artemi – and here's the crazy thing. Someone on Twitter was saying how he didn't get suspended, or someone somewhere said he – I think it was Jack and Brick, actually, because they were talking about it during the last Bruins game. They were saying that he didn't get suspended because Panarin's head didn't touch the ice. I have a – First of all, yes, it did. <laughs> video. Panarin's head hit the ice. He pulled him down without a helmet by the back of his head. He pulled Panarin by his hair. And you're telling me that this guy doesn't count as a repeat offender when he's already been suspended for seven games this season. I mean, I mean, take take all that bullshit out of it. Tom Wilson's been in the league for four seasons. I think it is now. Um, I mean, he's been suspended. Like, I can count it out right now. I was just about to. North of north of. Any amount of time that like any average NHL player should be and will be suspended and then take that out of it, too. This is not the first time that Tom Wilson's gotten away with a dirty play. I remember distinctly during that 2018 cup run, there were some very questionable hits and very questionable cheap shots that he threw throughout the 2018 cup run that did not have any player safety hearings. And it was controversial. So here we sit again, literally a week before the playoffs where the Washington Capitals are, are most likely going to be a one or two seed in our division. Most likely going to have to play against them in the playoffs. We hope. Um, and this guy 
is just getting like he's just getting away with all of this shit. Like what what kind of message is the league sending by doing what they're doing? Okay, it's okay to cross check a guy in the head in retaliation to all this bullshit that's happening. It's not okay to do that, but it's okay to take two players on, you know, in two separate occasions two you know, a few minutes apart and literally body slam them into the ice and pressure down your arm and elbow and shoulder onto their head and basically rub it into the ice. And one of them didn't have a helmet on. That's okay. The NHL is saying that you can do that, but you can't cross check someone above the shoulders. The fuck? It doesn't make any sense. And fucking Shane Gostaspair today gets suspended for two games for a hit. Shane Gostaspair is like probably one of the league's more skillful defenders and and cleaner players. Um, yeah, I mean he plays for Philly and fuck Philadelphia sports. TBR doesn't doesn't associate with Philadelphia sports, but I like Shane Gostaspair. He gets suspended two games, but Wilson, one of the leagues, if you think dirty player in the NHL, Tom Wilson's like the only name that comes to mind. That's still an active player. Yeah, if you're outside of Boston, I think some people lump Brad Marchand into that, but Marchand yeah, never tried that. to injure anybody. There's no, a big difference between, like, Marchand would slew foot a guy or two, and that's a dirty play, and then there was that one time where his stick found its way into someone's groin, but, like, that People will thing. point to the 2012 clipping thing. when he, You remember he was doing that a lot where he was yeah. clipping? But that's when clipping, like, was born. The NHL, like, wasn't illegal, and then Marchand did it. And the NHL was like, this seems like it shouldn't be allowed. And then, like, made clipping illegal. People will point to that and say, like, oh, Brad Marchand's a dirty player. Okay. Uh, that's, like, two instances where, like, he, like, maybe wasn't acting with the best judgment. I don't think Tom Wilson's gone a full season without a suspension or a disciplinary measure. He has – he's been in the NHL for eight seasons. Really? This is – yeah, he, he came up in, as a 19-year-old. He played all 82 games in the 2013-14 season. So since then, that is wow, one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. Okay? Yeah. If – oh, I have to redo the calculation now. So I, I looked it up. So he has been suspended for a grand total of 36 games in his entire career. So he does not get affected by the lockout shortened season in what, 2011? So that's one. Uh, 13. Two, uh, oh, wait, it was 13? 2013 was the lockout. 2011, the Bruins won the but, cup. Right, 2012, 2013 was the lockout, not 2013, 14, because he played all 82. So you look right. at it one, two, three, four, five, six seasons in which nothing got affected by COVID, right? Yeah. So six times 82 is 492 games. Then last year he played 68 regular season games. That looks like, I think that's the maximum. And then this year he's played 44, but we're going to, you know, we'll, we're going to add in the total of 56, right? So of a total of yeah. 616 possible games that he could have played, he has been suspended for 33 of those because three games he was suspended for in the playoffs. What? I mean, you can't hear that and not tell me he's a repeat offender. Right, but hang on. 
Right. So so we do that. Right. So 616 regular season games have happened for the Capitals since Tom Wilson came into the NHL. Right. And this is an overestimation. Right. Because we know that he wasn't fully available because of injuries. Right. So there you know, there were some things that happened there. If you divide 33, which is the number of regular season games that he's been suspended for. By 616, it comes out to Five and a half percent, a little bit less than that. He's been suspended for five percent of the available games. That's right. an insane amount to be. And your suspended. average NHL player will never come close to one percent. Yeah, your average NHL player may never get let's, suspended, even, and then. <laughs> let's look at Brad Marchand. Brad Marchand, who can be considered a dirty player by people outside of Boston. Neither one of us agrees with this, but. We'll we'll use him as an example. Why not? Brad Marchand has been suspended six times for a total of 19 games in his entire career. That's barely more than half the amount of games that um uh what's his face that, that Wilson has been suspended for. Brad Marchand's been in the league for 10 years. Yeah, like that's. We're talking half the amount of games, so that means it would be 2%, roughly, right, if you had the exact same amount of games as Wilson. And then it's even less than that because he's also been available for, like, an extra 200, 300 games. Right. It's 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 maddening. Like, it's frustrating to me. Especially because Wilson's probably one of the cockiest fucks on the planet. You see him last night, like, laughing about all this shit. I want to punch him in the face. The thing that bothered me the most about all of it, you forget about watching it happen. Like, I I was more, like, I was bothered when I first saw the Panarin thing. Then last night I was even more bothered because I saw the full replay in full time and I got to see the Buchnevich thing, right? The thing that bothers me the most out of all of this was him in the penalty box after the Buchnevich and Panarin thing flexing. Right. And doing that weird thing with his where he took off his jersey, which he did again, by the way, last night. He took off his jersey in the penalty box. So I don't understand what he's doing there. Like, dude, we he, get it. Don't he like He thinks the he's the shit. Tom Wilson literally thinks he's the shit. And, and this is what the NHL is fueling his fire right now. The, literally, if you suspend him. I, okay. How many games do you think he should be suspended? conservatively at least 10. Okay, I'd say north of 30. I I, I would agree with that. He's been suspended for 20 games before. Yes, I'd say 30 at the minimum. You suspend him for that long, I guarantee you he, I mean, granted, it's Tom Wilson, he's a repeat offender. You you, you take him out for the rest of this season and then into next season and send him the message and say, hey, if you're going to play like this in this league, you're not going to get paid. You're not going to fucking be on the first line with Ovechkin, you know, kicking it, winning a Stanley Cup, whatever. You're not going to be out here headhunting every night. You're not going to be the cocky son of a bitch like you are every night. You're going to sit at home and watch your team lose because you're not on the ice. I'll give Tom Wilson credit. He's a game changer. He gets under guys' skins very well. He's a good compliment to Ovechkin. He's a he's a good kind of energy guy on that team. And, but, but I'd say 40% of the time he is. Maybe even less than that, 60% of the time, maybe more than that. He's a dirty player. He's out there trying to hurt guys. He's out there hurting guys. And the fact that he's getting away with it is fueling his fire. 
So the NHL should send him a message. They should have sent him a message a long time ago when this stuff had started and say, hey, if you're going to play like that, just, you know, don't come and collect your paycheck. You're suspended. Go and take a seat at home. But they're not. They're for some reason finding him $5,000 like $5,000 is a big hit to Tom Wilson's financial status. Just isn't. So he's, he pays his 5000 He's like playing fucking Monopoly. You know, he, he he pays his money. He's like, all right, who, you know, where's the next guy that I can hit from behind? Or where's the next guy that I can that I can put out for the rest of the season? It's just it's not going to register in his head unless you, you lay down the hammer. And they just didn't find the NHL. Throw the fucking book at Tom Wilson now before this really gets out of hand, because the NHL, like, I, I don't want to wish this upon anybody. But the NHL is going to be sorry that they didn't shut him down sooner when he paralyzes somebody, when he gives someone a significant brain injury, when he gives someone a, a, a career ending injury. Then the NHL is going to be sorry that they didn't shut this down, because that's the, that's where we're headed. We came pretty fucking close the other night when he slammed Panarin's head into the ground. Get pretty fucking close to a neck injury, a brain injury, a head injury, a whatever injury. So. What's the stopping point for the NHL? We just gonna we just gonna let Tom Wilson walk all over the NHL with this bullshit? Are we actually gonna do something about it? The fact that George Peros runs the Department of Player Safety too is actually so fucking laughable to me. It's it really is. It really is. It it it'd be like it, it would literally be like going to um going to Sammy Sosa and being like, hey, can you be the new um, guy in charge of cracking down on um, steroid use in the MLB? You know, like it like so you're taking a guy who literally was like the definition of what you're against and you're putting him in charge of cracking down on it. George Peros was the biggest goon, the most talentless fuck, a spineless coward who all of a sudden is to judge when players get suspended and when they get fined and what's a correct play and what's deemed a, you know, a violent, harmful play, that guy's in charge of it. <laughs> how fucking backwards is that? I mean, two things. So, you, you know, you mentioned how little $5,000 is to Tom Wilson to put that into perspective for people. Tom Wilson per game, if you divide his contract annual average value by 82, his per game check comes out to $63,000. So a $5,000 fine is less than 8% of his game check. And then to bring it back to the, they need to suspend him for longer. They need to teach him a lesson. Do you know when the last time Brad Marchand was suspended? Um, I you the exact time he was last suspended. Yeah, let me guess, because I know it was not recently. Um, I know that the whole licking incident was not a suspension and that the, he, the league just warned him or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think it, when, what, I'm going to guess 2015. The last time that Brad Marchand was suspended was when the Boston Bruins played the Montreal Canadiens outside at Gillette Stadium for the Winter Classic. Oh, 16. I was close. He has not been suspended again since then. You know what happened? He got suspended for two games. He was he was wearing the alternate cap. He was one of the alternate captains. He had an A on his jersey at that point because I think both Backus and – or had they gotten Backus at that point? Backus wouldn't have been on the team, I don't Backus think. Backus was not on the team yet. Okay, so – but both – Krejci, 
I want to say Krejci was out or Bergeron was out. Like enough guys were out that would have normally worn the A that he was wearing the A for the first time. He got I believe suspended. it was Krejci. He got suspended for two games, one of which was the Winter Classic. And he said, man, this like he was publicly like this sucks. I hate this. And, it, it, you know, I'm you know, it hurts because I love the Winter Classic. It's so much fun to play in. And I never want this to happen again. He's never been suspended again. That was what taught him the lesson. Suspend Tom Wilson for something that matters. Right. Get him into a spot where like, you know, like you said, if you suspend him for 30 games, it's physically impossible for him to play in the cup final. Every single series. Yeah, 28 games. Yeah. 20 games is the maximum. Right. They have three games left. He would be available if every single one of their series went for seven games, he would be available for game seven of the Stanley Cup final if they even made it that far. See, I think I think they should spend him suspend him for the rest of this season and then reevaluate, maybe even give him more into next year. So that this guy's yeah. literally sitting out from May until like November. I, I just I don't even think he should be in the league. I'm being generous with the 30 game assessment. I don't think he should be in the league. To be honest, like, what is he what is he bringing to the table that's like making the NHL? You know, obviously, there's a there's a political part of this that I understand where take a guy like David Pasternak. You know, you can't suspend David Pasternak for 30 games. A fan favorite kind of guy who, like, drives up tickets, drives up jersey sales, puts asses in seats, as Carp likes to say, you know, ratings, you know, like you can't take a you can't take a guy like that and. Just, you know, banish him from the league, basically. You can't Sean Avery him because I know Sean Avery was fucking like signed out of the league at one point. But you can make an example out of these guys to show the rest of the league like, hey, you know, this isn't okay. This type of play should not be condoned. And if you do this, this is what's going to happen. So, yes, the NHL can be biased in their suspending where let's say let's say David Pasternak. Let's say David Pasternak, like, you know, hits somebody. That was me knocking on wood, by the way. Let's say that David Pasternak hits someone dirty. The NHL is not going to throw the book at David Pasternak because he's a clean player, because he's a fan favorite, because he drives up ratings, he drives up ticket sales, he drives up jersey sales, he drives up revenue. So it doesn't make financial sense to take that guy out of the game forever. So I can understand where the NHL there would be like, hey, all right, guys, like, you know, it's his first time. Like, we need this guy on the ice. So let's set an example. Let's show him that this isn't okay. And they can base their decision off of that. But a guy like Tom Wilson, I don't think the NHL Department of Player Safety is sitting there like, oh, well, we can't suspend Tom Wilson because because then who's going to watch the games anymore? Like, I don't think anyone's sitting there having that conversation. You know, it's not Ovi. It's Tom Wilson. Yeah, he's on his line. But Tom Wilson, like you said, has never broken 30 goals in his career. Um He's literally he's literally just a uh, he's just a hybrid enforcer that's learned to keep up with the new pace of play. This is how I would categorize him. So I don't see any reason for the NHL to not be going hard on Tom Wilson because he's a repeat offender, because he's not really essential to the outlook of the league, because he is is now a, a threat to every other player in the league who's not on the Washington Capitals. He is putting everyone at risk when he's on the ice and when they're on the ice, when they're on the ice together. And he's actually making the Washington Capitals organization look like an embarrassment. 
to be honest with you. I watch I watch the Capitals play. I watch a guy like him go out and do that. And I watch the fucking coaching staff and the front office and the, the social media. Their social media is fucked, by the way. Um, I watch all that happen and them like, you know, condone it and promote this type of playing. And it's an embarrassment. Like, I think the Washington Capitals are an embarrassment for putting up with this shit because I know the culture in Boston. I see the way that Bruce Cassidy handles these players. If that's if that's Marshan we're talking about, you want to, you know, point the finger at a dirty player in Boston. We're going to look to Marshan. But like, you know, for the sake of the argument, that's Marshan you're talking about. Bruce Cassidy is going to come out and say, no, we don't accept that type of play on this team. You know, Marshy's going to have to figure it out on his own, but we're not going to play him. You know, Bruce Cassidy would enforce the punishment if the NHLPA didn't or the NHL Department of Player Safety didn't rather. Um, it's yeah, just it's apples and oranges. I don't know that he would leave, you know, Martian out of a game, but he would certainly. Oh, I think he would. Well, so so here's the thing. In the situation like last night, I think that he would have pulled Marsh and Martian didn't get in trouble. He would have he would not have played Marchand because there was, you know, the, the same reason why they pulled Wilson after the first period. Right. There was no benefit of him being out there. Right. I think that they would have he definitely would have done that, but he would have had the wherewithal to do it beforehand. But the big difference between Cassidy and what the Cavs have been doing is you're absolutely right. He would have reprimanded Martian in some way. He would have said, yeah, Martian messed up because we hold our players accountable here in Boston. Right. Like it's, it's not, it's not the way that Washington is acting right now where they've said nothing. Like you cannot tell me. And that's the thing that kills me too, is the Caps players went right with it. Like I get when you're sitting there and you're like, like I've played collision sports too, right? I know about, and even in my non-collision sports, I'm the guy who will step up for my teammates, you know, when something happens, but I don't get the feeling of, you know, Oh, I just watched my teammate commit a dirty play. I'm going to stand up for him and fight for him. Like to me, if I'm anybody else on that caps team, if anything, this just makes me hate Tom Wilson even more. Like, this is not helping my relation. Like, I get that a lot of them probably like Tom Wilson. I'm sure that he's a great guy off the ice and a great locker room guy. But if I am a Capitals player right now and I had to play in that game and I'm not necessarily someone who's used to fighting because I've come up in this NHL where fighting really doesn't happen as much. I think I'd start to resent Tom Wilson a little bit. And here's the thing. Like, even if I was one of those guys who's willing to fight and will fight, Zidane Chara didn't get in any fights last night. He gave Brendan Smith a little bit of, uh, you know, some words and then ended up getting kicked out for whatever he said. But Chara's a big guy. Chara isn't afraid to fight. You would think that if all of the Capitals players were really on the side of Wilson, they would have all been fighting and, you know, Chara would have fought. Now, granted, I think Chara has a little bit more respect than that because there really isn't anyone on the Rangers from a size standpoint that can compare to him. And so it wouldn't really be a fair fight. But to me, it just doesn't. This is not a situation in which if I was Tom Wilson's teammate, I would feel inclined to stand up for him. Like, I get that it's a, yeah. it's a long season. It's a physical game and you end up, you know, you form this bond with guys and you want to back them up. But if I was a Caps player, I would just step aside and let him get the shit kicked out of it. Well, you got to You got to wonder what Chara thinks, because uh, I'm really curious to see. I, my guess is that Chara is not a big Tom Wilson fan at all. He, he, Wilson literally took a shot at his former line mate. 
Chara and Carlo used to play on a line together. It wasn't a lot, but it would happen sometimes. Like, yeah. Uh, you just got to imagine, like, you, you, Zdeno Char, you're brought onto this team as, like, a veteran presence, which, okay, aside from Alexander Ovechkin, they don't really have. And call Ovi a veteran presence. Ovi still can't string a sentence in English together. Guys played in the league for, like, fucking 18 years in America, can't learn the language. Uh, and Char can't either, but at least he kind of can. So, you know, you're brought onto this team to kind of be the veteran, to be the veteran presence, a guy who's won a Stanley Cup before, a guy who's been to several who was just the captain in Boston for like the past 15 years. And you've got this nuisance, Tom Wilson, who just continues to wreak havoc and cause issues for the team. Even though Wilson didn't get suspended, it's definitely not all smooth sailing in Washington right now because Tom Wilson has just put a target on the Washington Capitals. I think every team in the league wants, wants a piece of them now. And I'm I think we're lucky enough to say that we're probably going to get a piece of them in the playoffs. And I know everyone's saying, like, oh, let's play the Penguins the first time, let's play the Islanders. Fucking bring on the Capitals. What was that? Time. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> Bruins game starts in like 10 minutes, bro. I know. I'm I'm looking at it. We have 11 okay. minutes. I'm chilling. And the anthem takes eight. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> the anthem takes eight. <laughs> Is it, I'm, getting, actually, I'm getting to my closing remarks soon. <laughs> it also might make a, uh, isn't it national TV as well? Yeah, it's NBCSN, so that's going to make it even longer. Oh, is the game not even until 7.30? No, it's it's at it's 7 p.m. start, but it's... Yeah, that won't start until 7.30. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be 7.30, but it'll be... NBCSN always, oh, it'll definitely be 7.30. Will it? I've got perfect time. I'm, I have to leave soon. So, anyway, you know... I don't know. I, for me to sit here and say, like, yeah, I want the Capitals in the first round. Yeah, little bull. I, I want the Caps in the first Like, fuck it. I'm full on, like, screw the. I would much rather see the Penguins in the second round so we get an easy second round. We can just breeze through that series because we always beat them in the playoffs. And then we'll get whoever we get in the uh, in the semis. And then we'll beat up whoever we get in the uh, cup. And, yeah, and then we're bringing the cup back home for the summer. I, I'm ready to bring the fucking Capitals on. To be honest with you, I'm ready for it. I'm so ready for it. It's, everyone's saying, like, let's take a light first round and, like, get our way through. I think for Rulo today, the, said, like, you want to be healthy. Ovi's out. Like, Ovi has not played in a while. We don't really know when he's coming I think, back. Like, I think, I he's, think Carlson's out, too, right? I, I, I think you're right, but because uh, I yeah. didn't see him last night. But, and uh, Kuznetsov didn't play, and I think Backstrom didn't play either. And so, Tom Wilson is now um, has a torn motivator. Right. So <laughs> what a bullshit injury. I mean, at that, <laughs> that's, that was so funny when they were like, Tom Wilson won't return to the game because of an upper body injury. <laughs> that was, that was the whole, like during at the height of COVID in the bubble, the deemed unfit to play. Yeah. That's what that was. The Capitals tagged him with an upper body injury and we're like, all right, dude, you're not going back out anymore. Like it's over. Uh, like who, who believed that? Who in the world believed that? Sat there last night, read that Tom Wilson wasn't coming back in the game, and was like, oh, yeah, he definitely got hurt. What? No. <laughs> what a joke. They, they, they would have been better off just being like, we're not going to put Tom Wilson back on the ice because we don't want more chaos. Like That, that should have been the fucking reason. That would have been a very viable option for them to just tweet that out and be like, Tom Wilson will not return to tonight's game because of personnel issues or personnel change or something or coach's decision or whatever. 
But to, to make up a bullshit upper body injury was like, that was so pathetic. Yeah, that was that was nuts that they did that. That was ballsy as hell to actually sit there and say that he was going to miss the rest of the game because of an upper body injury after he had just put Panarin out for the rest of the season. Ballsy move by the Capital social media team. Ballsy move. It was unreal. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore about this fucking league, about the Capitals, about Tom Wilson. I don't know what to think. But I know for damn sure I needed to come on this fucking podcast and rant about it. Yeah, absolutely. And we did. And now Tom Wilson knows when you come to Boston for the first round of the playoffs, I will be at your fucking hotel room. (laughs) You will be seeing me. Ask about me. I'm there. And we're going to we're going to have some issues. We're going to have some big issues. I also emailed the NHL Department of Player Safety and asked them if they wanted to come on to this podcast and explain themselves. Uh, No response back yet. So I'll keep you all updated on that. And then I also reached out to Georges Larocque, who used to be big fighter in the NHL. I saw him post something. He only had like like a not a lot of followers. So I reached out. I was like, hey, come on the show. So we'll see what happens on that front. But we will be updating you about Tom Wilson. I think it's the Tom Wilson hate parade from here on out. Oh, if there's any reason if there's any re- if the Bruins are, aren't playing for anything else or anybody else play to fucking bury Tom Wilson in the Capitals. Absolutely. I cannot wait for the last game of the regular season. And I hope that someone on the Bruins lays him out. Oh, and they will. For oh, sure. Got you. I hope it's Carlo. I hope Carlo is fully back by that. Like he he's already played like he's already come back a little bit. But like I hope that he is fully like up to speed for that last game of the season so he can just rock Tom Wilson. Of course, Ronnie's calling me right now. I got to decline it. I'm sorry. I, I'm got, I got to decline. It. I got it. It's too intense. Oh, tough look for Ronnie. <laughs> and just speaking of tough looks, how about me saying, hey, good to finally meet you. And it turns out that I've already met him before. I met him like multiple times. Yeah, Seth came over to my house to watch the Kentucky Derby. And like just we bet on sports with uh, Michael Lynch and, and a few other you know people from like wiffle ball. Uh, and Seth walks in my house and he sees my dad, uh, one of our biggest promoters, by the way. Ron Willett's LinkedIn page, and he goes, hey, nice to meet you. And I'm standing there. I'm like, I'm pretty sure you guys have met on, like, several occasions. I mean, dude, here's the thing. (laughs) That always is an embarrassment. You know, it's always just a tough look. I mean, it's it's the it was probably, like, JV baseball or something. I probably said, hey, what's up, shook his hand or something, and then left. Like, it's not like we had JV baseball team dinners, you know? Like, it's not like I was in your house at some point and had, like, an in-depth conversation with him. You know, it, it's it's not like Carp's dad where like I've I've met Carp's dad multiple times. Carp's dad has run practices that I've been a part of and I've had lengthy conversations with him like. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, it is what it is at that point. But but yeah. Um. So that was my rant. That was our rant. Um, fuck Tom Wilson. Uh, That's pretty much it. So. Things that are happening at TBR in the future, in the future, um, TBR whiffs coming up soon. I don't know. I don't need to run through the whole thing right now because like we'll do episodes before this, obviously, but for the immediate future, we'll be at the Bruins game this weekend. Yes, we will. 3 PM on Saturday. I'm also putting this out there now as a help wanted ad. We are looking for a cameraman, permanent cameraman for playoff army. So if you want to hold a camera, 
and come to the Bruins game for free and get paid to hold a camera, then reach out to us. Your specific job will just be to film us at the games. That's it. All you do is sit there, point the camera at us. You can even watch the game while you're doing it and just have the camera right there. Your call, you can wear a GoPro on your chest and just look at us the whole time. Up to you. But if you want to be a cameraman for Playoff Army this year to record our reactions, reach out to us. It's a paid opportunity. Free Bruins tickets. Free food. You get to hang out with us, too, um, and talk to us and, you know, just basically become our friend. So send your friend applications in and I'll review them and we'll pick one. Uh, maybe we'll do a live picking on the podcast of who's going to be the playoff. Because playoff army is big fucking. Send me, playoff send me res- like I want. I want full on. No, here's here's how we do it, right? I want a thirty second video. If if you want to apply for this, send us a thirty second video about why you think you're good for the job yeah. and why you think you'd be it'd be fun for us to hang out with you for two and a half hours at a playoff hockey game. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and this is, you know, this is more than a one-time position. We go to every home game. My biggest, not regret, because it wasn't really a regret, but during the 2019 run, there were so many huge moments that we were at games for and that we have on video, but it's us recording just like the fans around us or like right. ourselves. I would love to get Posternog's goal against the Hurricanes, even the Achari trip in game five of, of the cup final. All those moments, I'd love to just see us, you know? So that's what we're going to do for this playoff army. It's going to look a little different because of the capacity and because of the masks and everything. But we'll work our way around it. We're going to do like a full like day video out of it of us going to the game. Our our intermission talks, Seth, all of it will be on film. So if you're interested in doing that, you get to come to playoff games with us. You get to hang out with us. You get to shoot the shit with us. We'll even play some bets for you if you want, allegedly. Um, then apply. Uh, like Seth said, maybe a 30 second little audition tape, your resume, your your previous work as a cameraman. If you haven't worked as a cameraman, that's fine, too. Um, and just contact information. Best way to contact you. So we're putting that out. The playoff Army is a big deal. I put out a playoff army trailer the other day. Uh, got people electrified. We're hyped. We're back. Finally, uh, Bruins clinched the playoff spot so we can say for certain that playoff army will exist this year. And I'm making shirts, too. I'm making playoff army shirts. Um, so, so that we can all match. <laughs> Love it. Love and it. Look like total nerds. <laughs> no, I'll wear it under my jersey. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've got. Yeah, that was our rant podcast. Anything else, Seth? No, I'm good. I'm all set. I'm ready to watch the uh, the Bruins beat the Rangers, man. Yeah, go bees. Uh, this has been episode 71. Thank you all so much for listening. A little bit on the shorter side, but still, we appreciate it. And. Tom Wilson, keep your head up when you come to Boston, because we may be looking for you. Peace. Nobody is focused on the love. We just want attention for no 